Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stocks remain range-bound, and even though they've eked out some gains in the first quarter, investors need to keep in mind that the time-tested Dow theory is still bearish. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gains. Let's get right to it. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond, author of Winning with the Dow's Losers, and give us that website you got to check out, Chuck. That website is UpsideStocks.com, and that's where we focus on our small and and mid-sized companies that we think are are, uh, tomorrow's blue chips. So that's UpsideStocks.com. And we're going to hit Chuck up for a couple uh, stocks from that website in this conversation. Chuck, it's been uh, a month or so since we last talked. A lot of volatility in the market, actually kind of eking a little higher uh, for the first quarter of the year, but the Dow theory is still bearish. So let's just start there, Chuck. It is. You know, it's an interesting, uh, I mean, a lot has happened since we spoke last. You've got, uh, uh, well, you had bank, <laughs> bank runs, you have a banking crisis. Uh, for starters, uh, and that uh, you, I think most folks would have expected that to kind of add to the volatility and uncertainty and probably some negative price movement in the averages. And yet when you look at uh, what the S&P 500 has done since the beginning of the bank crisis, which was kind of around March 8th, uh, it's up. So I, yeah, markets yeah. are actually higher. And, that, and that's yeah. a great point. Markets are actually higher as we speak today of the taping of this podcast than before the banking crisis started. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, it's that old thing, you know, as a market is, are things half full or half empty? I mean, you, you can look at a long litany of things that aren't so great. You still have, you know, interest rates that are still providing competitive alternatives to stocks where, you know, if you can make four or four and a half percent in the money market, um, you know, that, that makes it less appealing to take the risk of stocks. 
You've got still kind of sticky inflation. You've got the continued war, uh, which is now one year old and in, in the Ukraine. You've got the China threat. You've got just ongoing divisions. How about OPEC as of late as well? Uh, uh, that yeah, latest thing? Yeah, that's the ex- excellent addition there to the litany of garbage for the market to have to deal with. And yet, despite all that, yeah, you have an S&P that was up 7%, what, for the first quarter. You've got uh, uh, an up since the, the banking crisis started. So, you know, again, the, the, the Dow theory is still bearish. We, we have not had uh, a signal change. Uh, so, you know, we're still working under that from a macro standpoint. But, you know, part of me kind of appreciates the relative strength that the market has shown here in the face of a lot of negative news. So, you know, we have not changed our outlook. We haven't changed what we're doing from the standpoint of an allocation across portfolios. And, you know, we still need to see certain things happen. And the market, uh, you know, the Dow Industrials and Dow Transports are still well uh, below the levels that they need to cross for the Dow theory to turn bullish. Um, but th- they are also well above those September lows, which, rep- you know, continue to look like pretty solid lows for the market. So, you know, we're in a holding pattern here. And, and uh, you know, it would, would it be surprising to me to see this kind of extended trading range continue for the remainder of the year? No, it wouldn't. Now we're, we're getting into earnings season. Um, which will you know, earnings will start coming out in earnest here over probably the next uh, I'd say the next two weeks, uh, and that always provides an interesting catalyst for stocks and to kind of give you an idea where the market is in terms of discounting bad news. But um, you know, the, the, uh, while I I respect the the relative strength and perhaps the market you know b- being a half full story. Uh, there's still that nagging uh, Dow theory out there that says yes, it's still a bear and, market. Yes, and that's an excellent point. Uh, the Dow theory is still bearish. And and I kind of wonder now, too, I think a lot of investors were probably had some bear market fatigue. And uh, I'm wondering if that plays into this. But as we've mentioned, the Dow theory, and that's the thing that has guided us all along, is still bearish. But you do have to like the fact that markets have gone up often on even bad news. So, yeah, they uh, have, you know, and they've been carried here. I mean, there's no doubt that it's been carried by a very narrow slice of the market when you look at, you know, what has really been responsible for, for lifting the averages. It's been, you know, the big mega cap stocks, uh, m- most of them in the tech space that have really carried the market. But nevertheless, um, they've carried the market. And so, you know, that that's, that's why I, I guess I would, well, I'm not saying it's it's time to back up the truck, nor am I saying like you want to, um, you know, you you want to be uh, really really bearish right now because the market is, you know, to me again, it's it would it would it be a surprise if we kind of remain in this pretty broad trading range here? Um, no, that wouldn't be surprising to me at all. All right, now set up the levels that we're watching right now, both uh, you know with the Dow theory we watch two key levels, two key indices, and we, we look at the high and the low uh, for each indice, the one being the Dow Industrials, the other being the Dow Transports. And uh, just kind of give us the setup, hit on those levels that we've been talking about and explain why the Dow theory is still bearish, despite the recent comeback. So the levels that uh, this range that I, I continue to refer to in, in the Dow Industrials, the low end of the range, 
are the September lows, which is 28,725.51. I believe that's the September 30 low. And then that, that level again is 28,725.51. And then on the upside, it's the November, late November high that it reached uh, of 34,589.77. So those are the, the highs and the lows, and that's the range that this market continues to kind of play in and, and may possibly continue to play in for for, for some time here. We'll, we'll see. Uh, in the case of the Dow Transports, and you mentioned those are the t- two indices, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the Dow Jones Transportation Average that matter to the Dow theory. In the case of the Dow Transports, the low end of this trading range is, again, the late September low, which was 11,999.40. Now, the upper end of that range is a little tricky, but I'm going to kind of, because we had a a, a level um, at the end of November that matched the timing of the Dow Industrials high, that Dow Transport level was 14,649. But we actually, Andy, got a higher high on the Dow Transports in early February when the the Dow Transports reached a level of 15,640.70. You know, interestingly, that was one of the things that, that kind of gave us a pause not to chase this rally was, in fact, you had what's called divergence at, at, at the top of the market where you had the Dow transports in early February go to a new a new significant high. But, and it's a huge but, that was not uh, confirmed by a similar move in the Dow industrial. So the Dow theory did not go bullish at that point. And oftentimes that sort of divergence can precede more significant points in the market, and we saw just that in the Dow Jones Transportation Average, which after February 2nd, peaking at 15640 um, you know, in basically uh, about a month and a half's time, went down and, and, and down to the 13687 so peeled off almost 2,000 points in fairly short order. So, you know, now the question is, well, what high matters now for the Dow Transports? What What is the upper limit? And I would probably lean more toward that February high, if in fact we want a very clear, quote, all clear signal under the Dow theory, you, you, what you want are new significant highs, intermediate highs. And again, and in the quick, Dow industrials. Uh, oh, oh, I was just going to say real quick. So you aren't going off of that November high anymore. That was a significant no. enough that your th- that February high uh is now put in as the, the levels to the top range. Yeah. And, and again, you know, that could be subject. For debate, you could have some Dow theorists say, "No, wait, that last other high is the one that still matters." To me, you know, for to really get what I would feel a, a very confident signal, you know, you I want both of those averages to go to new new intermediate highs, and it's you know that means the the transports need to eclipse that previous high that was early February. Now, the the good news with that is, as you know, Andy, being a longtime watcher of the the, the Dow indices. You know, the transports can put moves on in a hurry. I mean, you know, it can lose points in a hurry, but it can put points on in a hurry. So, you know, my thinking is, listen, if this is going to be a bona fide bull market and the the Dow transports eclipse that that November level of 14,649, you know, it's it's going to eclipse that February level pretty quickly. So I'm going to wait and see if it does and, and to give me more comfort in that all clear sign. So, you know, to me, the, the the important levels on the upside, again, to reiterate, on the Dow Industrials is 34,589.77. And on the Dow Transports, 
it's that February high of 15,640.70. So, you know, where you where you see where the indices are now versus those levels, I mean, the transports have some work to do. They're around 14,000 right now. They finished down um, 255 points today, and, and, and today being Tuesday, and it, they're right around 14,000. The transport, the industrials are a little bit, a uh, little bit closer to that upside, that upside level. They're, you know, they finished today at around uh, 33,402. So, but they're still, you know, over a thousand points. The good news is, as I mentioned earlier, that they're well above those September. Um, those those late September lows, uh, and so uh, they're in a trading range, and uh, those lows look pretty solid to me. But I, I again, for me to get more bullish on the market, I need to see new highs, and we're still a ways away from that. Going back to the bear market fatigue thing, real quick, for people who are active investors, it's really that's I think the best thing about the Dow theory is it's kind of pulled in some restraints, especially for a degenerate like myself. We always <laughs> talk about that. One point, these are always what Chuck is talking about. These are always based on closes. Uh, yes. The important thing is the Dow theory, by ha- establishing this framework, ha- has kind of pulled me back from just jumping back in because there's a lot of times where you start feeling like there's momentum to the upside and it's like, you know, you've had bear market fatigue and you've been sitting on your hands for so long. You want to just jump in and start making money like the glory days a couple of years ago. And uh, I think uh, using some restraint here while you're in this very defined range is is very smart and is, is really paid off for investors who've done that tactic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to get, um, you know, kind of get pulled in. I mean, um, you know, this is... This is a market that uh, you know has has put on, you know, a couple of almost a couple of thousand points, and um, you know, a couple of and two, three. So, you know, the types of moves that that typically create that kind of fear of missing out that causes people to move in, and uh, you know, and again, you know, this is all kind of relative, Andy, as we've talked about in the past. I mean, you know, if you're somebody sitting there and you've got 100% cash and you're trying to, you know, figure out. You you don't want to miss a move. I mean, you know, at some point, a I'm not sure anybody should ever be 100% in cash, especially if they have a, a fairly decent investment time horizon. But b yeah, you probably need to start putting money back into the market. And you know, so for that person, if they you know if they're seeing some opportunities to feed money in, fine. On the other hand, if you're somebody that's already kind of at their target level in terms of equity versus the you know the the fixed income that allocation, um, yeah, I would I would again i personally would wait to to become significantly more aggressive until i until i got the all clear from the dow theory and and keep in mind you know that all clear is not going to come at the bottom that's just not the nature of the dow theory it requires a series of confirmations i think that's a positive for it but it it, it is not des- you know it's not designed to get you in at the exact bottom it's it's designed to get you in once the market's primary trend, the trend that typically lasts a minimum of eight months, if not significantly longer, is on the side of the bull. So you will miss the bottom, but hopefully you will capture a very large middle ground of that market moving higher. And and that's that's really, I think, a strength of the Dow theory. I promised the gains listener I would uh, hit you up for a couple of sweet picks from 
UpsideStocks.com. So uh, what do you got for us today, Chuck? Okay, let's see what I've got here in my, my Upside again, Stocks ba- bag of stocks. And and these um, and the nice thing about these are these are a lot of, of, of picks that aren't high-profile names that you often hear about on all the financial shows. Um, so I, I like this because on top of it, when you throw these picks, I end up finding a company or two I, I, I'm not familiar with, and I'm like, wow, they have an interesting case. And so uh, I, I love stocks from this list. Go ahead, Chuck. All right. One stock name is a company. The symbol is THR, and that company is Thurman Group Holdings. Um, it's uh, the stock trades for about twenty three dollars a share. It was it was beat up pretty good today. So you um, you got to you get it uh, you know on the cheaper. It's a company that um, you know sometimes these descriptions are, are are pretty exotic. But it's basically they they make uh, heating solutions for industries. So they they provide electric electric heating products such as air heaters and heating accessories, boilers. Um, blowers. So, you know, not real glamorous stuff by any means, um, but it, it's it's stuff generally that is pretty useful in those particular industries. And those industries are things like chemical and petrochemical, oil and gas, uh, commercial transportation, food, beverage, pharmaceutical. So their products are used in a wide variety of, of areas. The uh, earnings uh, are going to show, should show pretty significant growth this year and next. I like the revenue growth as well. The company has crushed earnings estimates in each of the last four quarters. Earnings estimates have been rising pretty sharply in the last 60 days. So it's a it's a nice, solid, uh, uh, small cap stock. It's it's on the smaller side. Uh, it's only about 787 million dollar market cap, so it's less than a billion dollars. So this is a true small cap, almost bordering on a micro cap stock. So. It's not a, a you know a name that's it's uh, well known, but it's a stock that that uh, you know they, they're doing a real nice job. It's a flies under the radar, but it's in some interesting businesses. That's Thurman Group Holdings, and the symbol is T T as in Tom H R, and the stock trades are about twenty three dollars a share. So you like that pick long term? Do you got one more for us from from yes. that list? And then I'm going to give you one to put on your list too that I've been watching. Just want to bounce oh. bounce it by. All you. right. Uh, another stock to take a look at is Lantheus Holdings, and the symbol for Lantheus is L-N-T-H. Lantheus trades for about $83 a share. The stock actually was up today in a down market. They are uh, in the healthcare area. The company manufactures a variety of diagnostic and therapeutic products that assist doctors in the diagnosis and treatment of things like heart, cancer, and other diseases. Uh, so it has a, a kind of an ultrasound enhancing agent, which is used in echocardiogram exams, for example. They, so they, they, they provide stuff, so to speak, to help in the testing and diagnostic process. Uh, the company is, is coming off a really robust uh, quarter. I mean, the earnings in, in the latest quarter Beat the consensus estimate by over over 42 percent. So the estimate was 96 cents. It came in at a dollar 37. So, you know, the analysts in Wall Street's continually playing catch up with this company in terms of what its earnings power can be. Uh, you're going to see real nice earnings growth this year and next. Real nice revenue growth, double digit revenue growth. Uh, again, they consistently beat 
the consensus and uh, the stock's performance has been pretty good. It's not necessarily the cheapest stock on the block, but again, it's a stock that I think has legs. It's a little, it's more of a mid-cap stock on the low end of mid-cap. It trades for about, uh, the market capitalization is about five $5.6 billion. Um, but again, it's still small relative to the, a lot of companies out there. That's Lantheus Holdings, symbol is L. N is in Nancy, T-H, the stock trades for about $83 a share. And just in the interest of full disclosure, Andy, our clients typically own both of these stocks. And again, those two stocks are from that UpsideStocks.com list um, from Horizon. Uh, the one I was going to throw at you, Chuck, do you like roller coasters? <laughs> uh, not necessarily, but I'm an old guy, Andy. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm an old guy, this... too, but I, I, I do like... Uh, I do like roller coasters. I also like Cedar Fair, the ticker. That's oh, yeah, Cedar Fair. You know, Cedar Point. Sure, that's, uh, uh, that's... It is is you know that's where it all started, and and it's become quite a dominant amusement park play. Uh, the PE on that is eight. Uh, it's it's major competitor Six Flags. The ticker on that is SIX. But C- Cedar Fair owns like Cedar Point. Knott's Berry Farm, Kings Island, Kings Dominion, a whole a, a whole bunch of great parks, and it just seems like it's undervalued. They've done a nice job of uh, adding roller coasters, so I, I just think that that you're getting really good value right now on Cedar Fair. Uh, the ticker fun on that, so that's something. To yeah, put one up. of the t- one of the parks I own is that. Schlitterbahn Water Park in Texas, which that may not be a real familiar name to a yes, lot of people. Yes, yes, that North, they are one of the biggest water parks in the country. I mean, that is a, that's a happening place down there. Yes, that's that's under their portfolio. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm, which is on the west coast, I mean, they have some really. I mean, obviously Cedar Point as well. They have some really really nice parks that generate, uh, you know, nice revenue for them. And in my opinion, this stock is undervalued and especially if you compare it to its colleague its competitor uh six flags the ticker on that is is six so uh yes. i like their ticker better it's fun f-u-n come on y- yes you, i mean how can how you, you not jump on that and um <laughs> i love their parks i i just love that that stock right now and i've been dabbling a little bit but dollar cost averaging into that position over the the last couple months. And I, I think that that, as we come out of the pandemic, and, and here's one other thing, it's a bit of an anti-recession play because recessions really hit Disney because you have to go far to get there where, you know, you may not go to Disney and opt to have, uh, you know, a day or two at Cedar Point. If you're in, in the mm-hmm. Cleveland area or if yeah. you're in the Washington, D.C. area, you might not. You may skip that Disney trip and go to King's Dominion for a day. Or, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in Cincinnati, go to King's Island versus making the trip down to Florida. So I, I, I think that, you know, it's it, it it's in a unique position where even if things really got a little rough, people might not go to Disney, but they'll spend there so i mean there's a there's a whole bunch of reasons why i like the stock that is just an, a, another one hmm. so well, that and and then the kicker too is that i think it yields about 2.6 percent so yes yes you get a little bit of uh, cash flow while you wait for the stock as well to to move higher so yeah and then uh, as we wrap up to, i know you're 
pressed for time here. As we wrap up today's Gaines podcast, Chuck, what's the takeaway? Yeah, I think the takeaway is, you know, uh, don't don't get uh, too uh, jazzed on the upside or on the downside right now. Um, you know, the market's kind of, while there's been a lot of stuff and news and headlines and, you know, bank runs and so forth, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, the market's kind of still in that trading range. And until it decides how it wants to break out of that, hopefully to the upside, but I suppose the downside breakout is, is still possible that I, I, I'm not sure I, you know, an investor should be making too many significant changes to, to their portfolios at this point, other than, you know, you should constantly be in, the, uh, you know, aware of trying to upgrade your portfolio um, and, and sell, you know, your weaker sisters and, and get into better stocks. But in terms of aggressively chasing this rally, uh, you know, I would wait till you got the all clear from the Dow theory and we haven't gotten that yet. And so we patiently await for the Dow Theory to give us the all-clear sign. Big thanks to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond, author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers, and check out that website, UpsideStocks.com. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings. And next week, I kind of gave you a little tease. I was talking about Cedar Fair. We're going to talk about the business of amusement parks. We're going to talk about roller coasters. It's going to be a real fun Gains episode. And I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 